around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, Terry and I are thrilled to be here with you and share with you some fresh and new wonderful things that we feel like will be a, a, an immediate help. <laughs> and the word in season, as the book of Proverbs says, like apples of gold and pictures of silver. So we're going to share with you, talk to you, encourage you, give you a shot in the arm, and believe God that it will be exactly uh, where the Holy Ghost want, is leading your life and that it will be a very, very fruitful right here during this Thanksgiving week. We are thrilled to talk to you, and we know that God's got some good stuff for every single person that listens to this podcast. Darling, let's talk to the folks and share with them some good stuff that we know God's going to bless them with. We've been busy over the last month and um, have needed some time here to take a breath, but not happening yet. <laughs> so we've got a lot of things going on, and we're believing God that it's going to be um, you know, a, a good time for everybody, spirit, soul, and body. Well, absolutely. And, you know, just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. That's and, right. And uh, today's uh, Wednesday, so it must be podcast day. It must be Word Wednesday up for the That's podcast. Right. That's right. And, of course, tomorrow is Thursday and Thanksgiving Day, so we want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And uh, we're excited about what God's That's doing. Right. We've got so, so very much to be thankful for. Thankful for. for. I found out that, you know, in the kingdom of God, the thing that attracts, I think, the presence of God, and this is just my personal experience other than, you know, and there's probably lots and lots of scriptures we could talk about, but the thing that really will attract the Holy Spirit is that when we're grateful and and then, you know, we're, we're humble and we're grateful. I just think those two things really, really attract the Holy Spirit because if God can find a heart that's humble enough to to see him as the source of their supply. That's that's number one. Number God's one. God's my source. And that you humble yourself, and you realize that you know without the Lord, uh, we can we can have, do hard work. We can have an education. We can be in the right place at the right time. We can be uh, in an industry that is um, moving and fruitful and, and there's a lot of activity and buying and selling in. But you know, it's going to take the wisdom of God. It's going to take the power of God. It's even going to take the supernatural to not only make money, maintain money, and then believe God for the blessing of God that'll make rich and add no sorrow to it. No, you know? absolutely. So it, humility plays a big part in your own prosperity. And then also... Um, just being grateful all the time, not not complaining, not criticizing, not not just talking about what's what's bad. I, I can I can recognize error, fault, sin, all of these things that are out there, injustice in the world. But yet, when it when it doesn't get down in your heart, and you can have a merry heart, a thankful heart, a grateful heart all the time, then the Holy Ghost has got lots to work with there. Well, that's true, and you know, you said number one was. Um realizing God's our source, which immediately it makes you think make of. my brain and my heart go back to Oral Roberts, Roberts my, right. my dear, dear friend, who, who wrote uh, in, in his book, Miracle of Seed Faith, back in 1969. Right. I was 19 years old, right. and it changed my life forever, Renee. And he said three keys to doing something for God or living for God. And he said, right. number one, realize God is, is your, your source. your source. 
that the the blood in your body comes That's from right. God, the bones in your body come from God, right. that the breath you breathe comes from God, that your family's from God, your, your health life, is from yeah. God, your life is from God, your That's your house right. is from God, your job is I mean everything, everything. God is the came source of the supply. That's and he right. said and then number two, you give first. Yeah. And he then he likened it to farmers planting in the field. He said, no farmer goes out to a field and says, okay, give me a harvest, knowing right. full well he's never planted there. You must give to God first. You must plant first. In order to receive, you must give. In order to reap, you must plant. In order to harvest, you must sow. It's just an absolute law of God. If you go to the bank right. and say, I want to make a withdrawal, they're happy to withdraw your money and give to you, depending on the fact whether you've ever deposited or not. <laughs> if right. you've deposited first, then you can make a withdrawal. Make, but if you right. try to do it the other way around, they'll put you in jail. They frown on that. That's right. But those are, those, and then he said, thirdly, number one, number one, God's your source. Number two, give first. And then thirdly, number three, he said, expect a miracle. And he said, expect it from unexpected, unexpected sources. sources. Don't just expect right. it from your job, even though it's going to come from your job. That's and you, so simple. You expect and your job to pay you. But he said, don't make that your only expectation. Right. Start expecting right. money from everywhere. Since you're giving to God and he's everywhere, then, then start right. expecting from right. everywhere. So number one, God's your source. Number two, give first. And number three, expect a miracle. Expect a harvest. Expect a return. So... I wouldn't plan on talking about that today, but as soon as you said God's your source, it just <laughs> my my brain and heart immediately went to uh, the, uh, that lifestyle that Oral said so many years ago that has affected my life for fifty years. I mean, for fifty years. Well, 50 I, I think years. It's actually forty nine years from nineteen sixty nine to now. But just in a in a month, it's going to be yeah, <laughs> in right, a month, it's right. going to be fifty. Well, there you know there there's just so <clears throat> so much in that 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 God is counting on the body of Christ to be the kind of people that have create an atmosphere wherever you go. And I know I know some things you want to talk about today, and I'm leading up to that, but I, I know that the body of Christ being the light of the world, the salt of the earth, that God has sent us here to make a difference, to absolutely, when, when we show up in a place, we take with us a submission to God. When we get, oh, walk absolutely. in the grocery store, I'm submitted to the Lord that if anything He wants me to do while I'm in there, I'm available. Sure. And so, and I'm humble enough to be corrected or to not even be used that God didn't lead me to anybody. I don't have to force the issue, and yet I can be available to do anything that He wants me to do. And then, as the as as um, Paul wrote Timothy that the word of God is profitable for correction. Yes. It's profitable yes. for rebuke. Yes. It's profitable for us to be learning from so that for humility. instruction in righteousness. Isn't that wonderful? It's just so uh, easy to have that and carry that into a place of business, into an atmosphere at a family dinner, uh, into an atmosphere where there's contention and opportunity for there to be anger and resentment, that you can walk in there with kindness and goodness and humility and you can walk in there, um, you know, in a place of where you're influential. And then when you begin to express gratitude and thankfulness and thanksgiving for all that God has done in your life, it sort of silences the mouths of other people that want to have negative things to say. Sure. And, you know, here at this Thanksgiving season, I know one of your favorite scriptures um, over in the, in the first chapter of the book of James is that, you know, true religion is under, and pure religion, pure religion is, um, <clears throat> you know, is this, that we, that we take care of the widows and the orphans. No, absolutely. You know, absolutely. and that we keep ourselves uh, unspotted from the world. That means we're in the world, but we're not affected by the world. 
We well, don't live right. by the world's standards. You know, three scriptures have caused me all these, all these 50 years I've been in the ministry, three scriptures have caused me just to get out of bed in the morning. It's like fire in my bones and blood in my eye. And it's, it's, it's what causes me to do what I do and that, what I've done all these years to, to eat the crazy things I've eaten around the world, dog, cat, monkey, rat, yeah. uh, you know, parrot, uh, all, all worms. You know, all these things I've eaten around the world in all these years and, and sleep in the crazy places I sleep and go to the places I go are, are all based on that scripture, James one twenty six that you, that you excuse me, James one twenty seven that you gave uh, uh, scripture for, uh, that pure religion. And God gives us an actual definition. I mean, here's a, here's a defining point, uh, the definition of pure religion. He, says, yeah. he said, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. I mean, it's like, here it is. Right. You put this in capital letters, but this is it. This is it. And he said uh, <laughs> that, you, that you see to the widows and orphans, that you care right. for the widows right. and orphans, you take care of the widows and orphans, and you keep yourself unspotted from the world. And then you go That's back right. over to the Old Testament in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 8 and verse 9, it says, speak up for those that can't speak for themselves. That's right. And he said, uh, 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 speak up for all those that are, that are headed to eternity that are, he actually said headed to destruction there right. because every person on the planet has a date with destruction, has a date with hell. Every baby born on this planet, uh, their destiny, their end result is hell uh, because of what Adam did, because of Adam's sin. Unless some Christian, you and me and the people listening to us on this podcast, right. unless a Christian gets in their face and says, honey, let me talk to you. Honey, let me, let me, let me share this with you. And you, you, you save them. You rescue right. them right. from hell. You rescue them from destruction. You, you interrupt their life by telling them about Jesus. And yet political correctness and, and all the things that the, the world's trying to sell us today and Hollywood and Washington's trying to sell us today is don't tell somebody they serve the wrong God. Don't tell them uh, that, that, that this God's bad or that God's bad. Just let them serve any God they want to. That's what Oprah says. You know, Oprah says, says that you can just serve any God you want to, any deity you want to, and you'll be all right. That's her, that's her basis of religion. And, and USA Today and some other publications have said time and time again that Oprah Winfrey is the pastor, the spiritual guru, the spiritual leader of America. Well, dear God, she may be a nice lady and she may do some good stuff. I've read that she's done some good stuff, but she is not my pastor. She doesn't have a clue about spiritual things. And no, so when she tells right. you and she tells your child and your granddaughter that's listening to her and looking to her for, for advice, and she tells him, honey, it's okay. You just serve any deity you want to serve and you'll be all right. No, 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 no. That will take you to hell. No, that's right. You I must mean, interrupt people and get in their gracious. face and say, Jesus is the answer. For the world today, above him's no other. No other. <laughs> you know, and, that, and, that, and, and that's just the simple things of Christianity. The, the simple, simple, basic things on Christianity. I mean, it's not hard to serve God and help people and hold those two thoughts at the same time. And, and, that's, that's, really, right. and that's really what Christianity is all about, is that, is that you have a, a very devout, holy relationship between you and the Lord, and then you go and represent him to somebody else. And you, you take you know, your whole life and you submit that to God. And he's able to inspect it and look at it and roll it around and rearrange it and do whatever he wants to do. And then he expects you to be benevolent and caring and kind as, as his representative to the world. I mean, that's the whole basis of Christianity. Of course, of course. And, and, that's, and that's the gospel message, that God is a good God. He's been good to me. And let me show you he, how he can be good to you. I mean, that, how, how, how difficult is that? 
help the fatherless, help the help the orphans and the widows, and and you live right so that it'll attract people into the kingdom of God. And in the meantime, you're helping people that can't help themselves. No, that's right. I mean, that's just that's so exactly so simple. Right. The gospel, I, I need to write some things down about all of that because it's so important for us to not complicate the issues of the gospel. And, you know, I think sometimes charismatic or Pentecostal, religious, even devout, you know, Baptist, Catholics, everybody, we get so um, focused on the minors. We're majoring on the minors. We're trying to, you know, like the Corinthian church, we're trying to compete with one another about how we look or how we act or what we eat or how we serve communion, you know, <laughs> all of these different silly things. The more religious a person gets, the more contentious and more competitive they get with those around them, and they they suddenly become unfruitful. Right, they're, they're not right. reaching out to the world anymore. And by, and, your, by the Jesus said they'll know us by our fruit, but if you don't have any fruit, they, right. they'll also know you. And they'll know we're his disciples. It's kind of like not voting is actually a vote. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> not and, speaking against evil is actually evil itself. It's actually evil itself, and it's and it's the same thing. Of the the world needs to know that we are his disciples because we love one another and we obviously love God because you cannot love people without the love of God. No, absolutely. So Romans 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the help of the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Yep. And that you and I are to, to, are to serve God with that same sense of having him wash us and cleanse us on a continual basis purge us, see if there, and I always laugh at that verse because it says, see if David, David was being kind to himself when he said, see if <laughs> there be any wicked way in me, knowing there full well was. Knowing there was. <laughs> and I, I see well, that. Well, but you know what, you know what, you know, the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Right, right. And the church hasn't ever really understood that, I don't think, because no, he was a real so. rascal and he was no, a murderer was, and a liar oh, and an God. adulterer and a cheat and a, yeah. I mean, he did some bad stuff stuff. Oh. But the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. Well, he wasn't a man after God's own heart because of all of his sin. No, right. He was a man after God's own heart, Renee, because he was always quick to repent. Well, he was quick to repent. He sinned and he sinned and he sinned and he sinned, but he immediately ran to God and repented and said, forgive me. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And, I th and, and that's so right. And that's why he was a man after and God's it's own the heart. And it's the pattern uh, I think that needs to be constantly presented to the church that that God's always trying to take you upward, upward. But it but our lives have to be ones that are submitted to God sure. in order for Him to do sure. that. God's always pulling us upward and higher. Paul didn't say he hit the mark all the time. He just said he See, kept he, aiming he, at he it. He kept aiming at it. And he kept I, pressing toward the pressing mark. towards the mark. And I feel like that with all of us today at this Thanksgiving season, that if we will continue to really uh, submit ourselves to the Word of God, keeping in mind James 1 over there, that you know that we are to uh, visit the fatherless and the right. widows and to keep oneself. If we keep that simple truth there, I mean, just think about the, the simple things that the Bible says. That's what the church should be identified right, as. Right, right, exactly. That, that the simple basic things about Christianity are like in Romans 10, that we believe in the heart, and we confess with the mouth. That's the simple crux of how you're saved. Sure. The simple thing. Sure. Then this next verse in James over there, what is it, 120 what? 127. 127. The last verse in James. James 127, that we are to keep the ourselves. last verse in James 1. 1, I'm sorry. right. James, that we are to keep ourselves <coughs> unspotted me. from the world while we are visiting 
the fatherless, the orphans, the widows, and we're taking care of them. And, and God then, said, that's pure religion. That's pure religion. You know, as Christians, yeah. a lot of times we say, oh, we don't have any religion. We're not religious. We don't believe in religion. We just have a relationship with Jesus Christ that's out of sight, that's wonderful. And I understand that. I've said it a thousand times myself. But yet God evidently wants us to have some religion. No, and the kind he wants us to have is the pure kind. And, and that's why he said pure religion. Pure religion. And undefiled before God and the Father is this. Here it is. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keep yourself, keep That's himself right. unspotted right. from the world. What a powerful it scripture. It really is. That's not even all that hard. <laughs> no. Church, says, what if you were known? <laughs> what if you were known? What if your church was known for people that, that visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and you keep yourself straight? My, 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 what a reputation the church would have. And well, I never did finish really those other is. scriptures. Proverbs oh. 31, verse 8 and 9. Right, Open your right, mouth right. for the dumb. They can't speak. Open your mouth for the dumb. In the cause of all, such as appointed to destruction, open your mouth and judge righteously and defend or plead, excuse me, plead the cause, plead the case of the poor and needy. And the NIV says it like this. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly and defend the rights of the poor and needy. That's that's Christianity in a nutshell. No, that's exactly right. That's what right. the church should be known for. Well, and it's so simple again. That's that what the Christian should be known for. If we're keeping the gospel simple, uncomplicated, not religious, but fruitful. That's what we're looking for is the fruit no, of this absolutely. thing. When it says over there in James to visit them in their affliction, affliction means visit them in their trouble. The people are in trouble everywhere around you. They've, they've, they've had uh, their physical injuries. They've got uh, financial issues. They've got marital issues or children or legal problems. People all around you have, have needs. And the, if the church is busy about, you know, if you're, if you're busy, <laughs> it's like the, that old adage that says an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Uh, that must mean yeah, that's, you're... That's not in the Bible. No, but that's but, what Grandma said. <laughs> but it's a whole concept of... of of like not had, you're you're not you're not busy enough. When you're busy, you don't have time for the enemy to sit and sow thoughts in your mind and and, uh, and you know and think on things that are wrong, that are not good, that are not that are not godly, that are not of pure thoughts. And the and the Lord has an opportunity to keep you busy looking after people, taking care of your family, watching over your own soul, taking care of your own body, making sure that life is, is running smoothly, and you live at a much higher standard of life just in the daily rhythm but, of your day. But you must add to that and make it a priority, taking care of what is an orphan. God, no, didn't, that's right. God didn't say, here's, here's what pure religion and undefiled religion is, is taking care of yourself. No, that's seeing what about I was yourself. saying. It's seeing yeah. about the widows and the orphans that's and taking care of the poor and the needy and those that are afflicted. You know, I just got a, I just got a, 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 mess, a message uh, about an hour ago. Yeah. from our dear friend that, that runs the orphanage in uh, in Romania <clears throat> runs a couple of them actually and uh he just I almost I, I was almost unhappy when I got the message cuz he should have told me for, earlier but I just got a message now ago and he said brother Terry we're not able to uh to have uh celebrate Thanksgiving uh at Dove House this year with the kids with the orphans because of financial situations and he said, and we weren't able to buy winter clothes and boots uh, for the kids. 
And you know, winters are cold in Romania. Sure. And so I immediately sent him a message back. He hadn't responded yet, and I and I so I've sent him another a second message, and he still hadn't responded. And so I've made phone calls, you know, and, and just called a friend of mine and said, "Call Romania," and I just called my secretary because she's out of state, you know, uh, visiting family for for Thanksgiving. You and I are out of state, uh, and nobody's at the office, you know. And so I called my secretary and said, "Hey, can you get some money to Romania?" Even though you're you're out of town and I'm out of town, she says, "Yeah, I can do that." But uh, you know, I sent him two messages back. I said, "I am not willing for you guys to go uh, without Thanksgiving celebration." Even though Romania doesn't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving as a country, they've always celebrated there at the orphanage because they've always done American uh, things and celebrated American uh, holidays because they teach the kids English and teach them. Right, them. right, right. Of course, right. they're all Christians and. <clears throat> they've taught him about Jesus. So so I've sent him two messages back. Say, I'm unwilling for you guys to not have winter clothes uh, for, the, for the, the, the temperatures you're dealing with over there. And I'm not willing for you to not celebrate Thanksgiving. I said, you know, because you're eight hours ahead of us, then even though it's noon here in, in Texas, <laughs> you know, it's uh, eight o'clock at night in Romania. And so if they're going to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow, I'm trying to get them some money. So... You know, it's just always on my mind, as you know, Renee, it's on your mind. It's always on my mind. Take care of these widows. Take care of these orphans. See to it that they are, they've got the things that they need. And so, uh, uh, so, so you know, it, it's it's Thanksgiving. It's November, late November. So it's actually time for us to start raising money for our orphans That's right. for, uh, for Christmas. That's right. And, you know, every year we raise money for, for orphans for Christmas because, Frankly, the truth of the matter is, even though Jesus is the reason for the season at Christmas time, uh, Christians typically get so stressed, so stressed. They've got kids, they've got grandkids they're trying to buy Christmas for, and they've got bills to pay and stuff. That sadly, even though Jesus is the reason for the season, sadly at Christmas time, Jesus kind of gets left out and put on the back burner. And so, therefore, the orphans get left out and put on the back burner. The widows get left out and put on the back burner. The missionaries get left out and put on the back burner. The church gets left out and put on the back burner, even though it should be the reverse of that because Jesus right. is what Christmas is about. Jesus is really the reason for the season. And so, uh, so we try to just make a real push every Christmas about the end of November, around, around this time, uh, from now until Christmas, to get people to send money so we can take care of orphans Christmas. And you know, last year, we were able to send tens of thousands of dollars. That's right. Uh, well, in fact, the last number of years, we've been able to send tens of thousands of dollars to different orphanages and, and, and children's homes in different That's countries right. around the world. Last year, we had 13 homes in five different nations, right. in Romania, in India, in, in Jamaica, in Haiti, and in Mexico, five nations. And we were able to send uh, Christmas to, th to uh, 13 different homes in these five nations. And so we're starting that again this year, this week now. So people that want right. to send uh, money. Now, what I typically do is I just send a text to a handful of pastors or maybe a double handful now of pastor friends of mine, and I just say, hey, it's coming up Christmas time. Would you just ask your people, take up an offering, or, or during one of your Sunday morning offerings, just ask your people to give $1 extra, just a dollar, uh, and send to us. Uh, I don't want to put stress on people or strain on people more than they're already undergoing, and just send to us, and then we'll send that on to 
uh, to uh, orphans for, for Christmas. Now, I hate to tell the public, like the people listening to us on the podcast today, right, I right. hate to ask them to send a dollar because even though we don't disdain a dollar and we think we, we appreciate a dollar uh, when it comes in multiple dollars, like out of a church, like a bunch of dollars, like right. $100 or, or $500, if they've got right. 500 people in their church, $500. But I don't disdain the dollar, but if it comes all by itself, <laughs> it really gets waste, It really gets eaten up in the system. Because right. the donor, the person listening to me today, has to write a check, right. <laughs> you know, get an envelope, uh, put a stamp on it, uh, go to the post office or the right. mailbox and mail it. Right. And then our, our staff, it costs me money to hire staff, and so they have to go to the post office. They have to retrieve the letters. They have to take them back to the office. They have to open the letter. Right. They take out the dollar, the check for a dollar, and they have to fill out deposit slips and take it to the bank and deposit it in the bank. And then right. they have to take an envelope and, and a letter from me and put put it in an envelope and stamp it and send it back to that person and say we thank you for your dollar that you sent and so even though we appreciate the dollar if it comes in all by itself just solo then all that stuff that we just had to do to get it to where it goes right. eats up the dollar it costs more yeah. than a dollar to pay my Much staff and to, and, to, and to do the, the the letterhead and the envelope and the stamp and the, the gas to go to the post office i mean you know so it's just different uh so we're not really asking uh partners and, and people listening on the podcast is in just a dollar and again we don't disdain the dollar we appreciate the dollars it's just that it's, it's kind of like it's kind of we say water is free but it takes it, well water used to be free now we, now we sell it in bottles but but it takes it takes money to get it in the pipes and deliver it to where it goes to right, well that right. dollar we appreciate right. there's no question we appreciate every dollar no no question but it costs us more than a dollar right. to get it processed and get it to the person where it goes to so it actually costs us money instead of instead of helping us it really hurts us uh to try to get just that so you know if you're sending you know i used to always teach this i started teaching this back in the 80s for christians to give to missions every month uh ten dollars just believe god not a pressure not a strain not a stress but just use your faith believe god for ten dollars a month to give to missions and that was back in the 80s since then i've upped it to 25 dollars and i used to tell them then i say you know anybody a man woman boy girl teenager anybody can use their faith for 10 bucks that's right and and most of us waste more money than that in candy and, and, and cokes and shucks for some folks smokes i mean we we, we spend a lot of a lot of money <laughs> peripheral money and what i'm saying is is that uh that, that anybody can use their faith now i'm not i'm not putting anybody down and saying, hey, you know, you've got this money because some people don't. They don't have it. But my point is with faith and with God, you can believe it in. I mean, God will supply it every month. You, you, you know, the world said, you know, I've often said faith and reason don't live in the same house. And um, uh, the, the world's math is that one plus one is two, two plus two is four, and it'll never be enough. We don't have enough. But God's math is one plus you plus God <laughs> is <laughs> limitless. That's right. I mean, there's there's it's more than enough. You know, you plus God is more than enough. So if you're trying to do natural math and say, hey, Brother Terry, our, our budget is here. It's in front of us. Uh, it's in the red. We just don't have enough. There's nothing left over for orphans. I get that, but I'm not talking about you giving out of what we call the known. You know, I've always preached there's two kinds of giving. There's There's giving of the known and giving of the unknown. In other words, there's giving of uh, that takes obedient faith and giving that takes creative faith. And uh, giving of the known means God says, uh, hey, Renee, give $100. 
And uh, you say, well, I've got $100, or Terry's got $100, or it's in the bank, or it's under the mattress, or it's in the cookie jar. We, we have $100. So that's giving of the known. In other words, you know that you have it. And it's, it takes obedient faith just to say, hey, I've got it. God said give it. I'm going to obey, and I'm going to give it. That's obedient faith or giving of the known. But sometimes God will say, hey, Renee, give $1,000, you know, and, and, or $10,000. And you say, oh, Lord. I'm happy to do it. I'm delighted to give. I want to get involved. I want to, I want to obey you, and I want to help people. But we just don't have $1,000. We just don't have $10,000. I don't have it. Terry doesn't have it. It's not in the banks, not in the cookie jar. I don't know where we'd get it. But in Jesus' name, at your word, just like, David, just like Peter said to Jesus when he said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. He said, well, Lord, I've toiled all night and didn't take anything. But nevertheless, at your word. That's right. At your word, I'll let down the net. And so, right. so you say, well, Lord, I don't have this money. Uh, but at your word, nevertheless, at your word, I'll commit it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll make a commitment. And then you, you're giving of, of the unknown and money that you don't know that you have. You're giving now in creative faith because now the faith's got to create the money. And so I've often said I've, for, for decades, I've given much more of the unknown than I have of the known because the known is a, is a limited amount. I can look in the bank and see how much I've got in the known, but the unknown, uh, there's, there's no limit to it. If God says give it, then sure. you just say, okay, if God's my partner and he wants me to give it, then I'm going to commit. Now we're giving of the unknown, and it no longer takes obedient faith. It takes creative faith. And so so I tell people all the time, or have told them for decades, you know, starting out with $10 a month, now I'm telling them $25 a month. You know, I'm actually believing God, Renee, for 2,000 people for 2,000 partners to, and there may be 2,000 people listening to us today on the, on the podcast and hear me say this, uh, but I'm believing for 2,000 people to become partners at $25 a month. Right. At $25 a month. See, that'd be $50,000 a month that would come into the ministry that we could help these kids and orphans and, and, and the people that we help and the missionaries and the things that we do. Uh, they just just every month. I mean, if they gave me their credit card, then we could just hit the credit card on the first on the first of the month every month, and and bingo, there'd be fifty thousand dollars in the account that we could uh, do things for God around the world. But anyway, I'm believing God for two thousand partners at twenty five dollars a month, and I know there's other partners that give more than that. I'm also believing for twenty five partners, just twenty five churches, twenty five pastors out there that would faithfully give a thousand dollars a month. Just just. Just 25, can you imagine of all the pastors I know, just 25 of them that say, Brother Terry, I'll give you a thousand, I'll, we'll partner with you for a thousand dollars a month. And I mean, every month we could just hit the credit card or, or get the check and have immediate, immediate cash of $25,000 right. to do what we need to do around the world. But anyway, what I'm saying is we're believing God for partners to give $25 a month. And so I'm, I'm believing the same thing for these orphans, that there'd be people that would, that would just say, you know, I'm going to set my faith for missions for $25 a month, whether you're, a, whether you're a husband, a wife, a teenager, you know, a single person, you can say, hey, God, I don't have this in the known. I, don't, I can't do obedient faith with this, but if you want me to give it, I'll give it. And now I'm moving into creative faith. I'm giving of the unknown. Lord, you supply the $25 every month, and I'll give it. And then, and then their obedience then has to be that when God supplies it, they actually do give it. That they don't say, "Oh, I got an extra twenty-five dollars. I think I'll go to the movies." You know. Yeah, right. uh, but they say, but they say, "Hey, God supplied this twenty-five dollars every month, and I'm going to give it to. Him. I'm going to send it to Brother Terry for for missions and for orphans and for help." And so, anyway, um, I just got this message from from our our man in Romania, and so uh, we're going to send we're going to we're, we're going to send two thousand dollars today. 
uh, to get them help with the winter clothes and winter boots and so they can have Thanksgiving. But then we're starting our, our Christmas drive to, to, to be able to supply for, for five different nations and, uh, and, and 12 different homes. Now last year we had 13, but, but on our older girls home in, uh, in Romania, uh, the home we've had for so many years where we take the girls out of the orphanage today to eight, 18, they get kicked out on the street at age 18 and we take them in and take care of them for a year or two years and get them a job and get them some help and get them on their way. Uh, but, uh, but our staff there that we've had for so many years from, from New Zealand, dear precious people, uh, April and Phil, they've actually had to return just, just in the last couple of months. They've actually had to say, we can't stay in Romania anymore. We've got to go back to New Zealand. And so we've actually lost um, <clears throat> supervision and help there in Romania for our older girls. So there's going to be a gap right now for, I don't know how long, a few months. I hope not very long till we, we fill that gap. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, and the girls have been taken care of. They've been put in different places and a couple of them have gone to England and, and different things. So anyway, my point is that we don't have that home this year. So uh. I, I don't want to say anything out of false pretenses here. So, so as opposed to the 13, we sent money to last year it'll, it'll be 12 this year right. uh and and if god sends us more money than than, than, <laughs> than the 12 and we we, if we give to the 12 and god supplies that and then we have money left over i i do happen to know some more orphanages around the world that we could bless them or some missionaries yeah. that we could bless them so anyway i know we got to get right. off of this and uh we've got an appointment here a serious appointment about uh, uh family medical issues with your your family so uh, anyway, we're uh, we're excited about what God's doing. If you want to give, if you want to get involved in this, uh, in this, then please either contact my secretary Hannah, or just go ahead and send it in. You can send it by snail mail. Just put it in an envelope and send it to Terry Mize Ministries at Post Office Box three five zero four four. Same address we've had for decades. PO Box three five zero four four in Tulsa. And the zip for that is 74153, 74153. So that's the snail mail. Uh, and if you want to give electronically, just go to terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org, and you can give it electronically. We can do PayPal. We can do credit cards. We can just do just about any way you want to give. We can we can help you out with that and get your money. And me, this money, and by the way, Renee, this is what a lot of people don't know and a lot of ministries <laughs> and, and can't do in, in, in the, the charitable organizations like Red Cross and Salvation Army and all those others, they, they can't do either. But what we do is that we send 100%. Say 100%. 100%. We send 100% of what you send for orphans and for uh, what we call JMICF, Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, what you send for orphans and for, uh, for missionaries and for help and humanitarian aid and, and all this sort of stuff. When you send that, uh, then you're offering 100% of it goes. And most organizations don't do that and can't do that. Not that they're crooks. It's just that they need to take money for, for secretaries and for, for, for mail and for, for transportation. And, 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 you know, they have to buy computers for the missions and they have to buy trash cans for the missions office. And I get that. I understand that. And the law allows them to do that. The law allows them to keep, uh, I think, up to 85% and only spend, uh, only spend uh, 15%. Maybe 20, I forget what the law is, uh, actually goes to the place it's sent to. But we don't do that. We, we cover those expenses. We have the expenses too, but we cover them out of Terry Mize Ministries. We don't cover them out of JMICF or out of anything you send for that. We cover those expenses. We pay for the secretaries and the computers and the trash cans and the, the mail and the postage. And we, we pay all those expenses out of TMM or Terry Mize 
ministry. So you can just rest assured that if you send $10, all $10 goes. If you send $100, all $100. If you send $1,000 or $10,000, every dime of that goes to where you send it to. It goes to the orphans and to... Uh, uh, to, to the humanitarian aid and to the mission. So, so that ought to make you happy. That ought to put a smile on your face. So you know that every dime of what you send. So electronically, you can do it at terrymize.org, terrymize.com. Uh, you, can, you can hook up with us any way you want to hook up. Or if you just want to call Hannah and talk to her and tell her what you're sending or give her a credit card number and say, here, pop this every month, uh, whatever you want to do, then you can call uh, 918-Terrymize Ministries. Uh, office is 918 918- Three nine two nine nine three zero nine one eight three nine two nine nine three zero and ask for Hannah, uh, or you could ask for Michael as well. So uh, anyway, have a great Thanksgiving. We love you. We're for you. Uh, we ha- we uh, uh, are dealing with some family medical issues right now in in Houston, Texas, with Renee's family. Uh, we were on our way to Malta on a great pastors conference there. We've had to postpone it. Uh, because uh, she said three family members that all uh, had serious medical issues at the same time. Her mother and her brother and her sister were all in the hospital at the same time. And the doctor called Renee and actually didn't give her a good report or a good prognosis at all about her sister. And so I just felt like that, well, we don't want to be in Malta doing a pastor's conference and get a call that someone's passed away and then try to get home from Malta. Uh, so we've just postponed the Malta trip a little bit here, and uh, we decided to come to Houston to take care of these medical issues and take care of these loved ones. Uh, so, so and, and I felt like if we were in the States and, and got that call, then we could immediately get to Houston without any problem. So uh, uh, Renee started this prod- broadcast off by talking about being humble, and, uh, and, and I figured we must be humble because that's where we are. We're in Humble, Texas, uh, which is a suburb of Houston. And we're taking yeah. care of these medical issues today. And then, then tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh, we love you all. We appreciate you all. We're glad you're listening to the podcast. We're glad you're partners. We're glad you're friends. We appreciate you loving us and being our friends and helping us do missions around the world. So a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for. We give God the glory. And uh, Renee, say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. And remember, Jesus is Lord, and you are more than. Well, I thought you. Now you're doing <laughs> Brother Copeland. Jesus is Lord. So you are more than conquerors. More than conquerors, everybody. Love you. Bye bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.